On this episode of Locked on Lightning, we discuss where does Andre Vasilevsky rank all-time in the all-time greats of goalies. We'll talk about that, as well as Braden Point. When are we going to see him back in the lineup? All that and more, but first, let's play that music. You're Locked on Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'd just like to thank all of you for making this your first listen of the day. And if you're watching us on YouTube, I'd like to make like to thank you for making us your first watch of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and like and subscribe to the pod. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed or give us a follow up or sub on our YouTube channel. It's been blowing up over the last couple of weeks, and it's all thanks to you. On this episode of Locked on Lightning, we'll be talking about Andre Vasilevsky. He's been having an incredible run this entire playoffs, as well as the last two years, really, uh, which has resulted in two Stanley Cup final wins, as well as we will be discussing Braden Point. Where do we expect to see him come back? What do we think it might be? Uh, We'll talk about that. So uh, why don't we start about... Andre Vasilevsky, who has just been absolutely tearing it up, gone full playoff Vasilevsky mode uh, through 11 games played. He has eight wins. Uh, His save percentage is Uh, .932. He has just been unbelievable out there. His goals against average is 2.22. And... The thing that has really impressed me about Vasilevsky, and this is when you know he's on. We haven't really seen him do this consistently throughout this entire season. And a lot of that, obviously, if you've been listening or watching the show the entire season, you know it's because, and not even from me, if, if you're watching the games, you could just tell, especially if you watch this team on a yearly basis, you know that Vasilevsky has at times looked fatigued. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with the amount of games he's played over the last couple of years. Uh, 23 in the playoffs last year, 25 in the playoffs before. Uh, not to mention he started 55-plus games this year, which is the first time he's ever done that in his career. Uh, and, and you could tell once he hit that. And and before, before the season, he's only played more than 50 games once in his career. And that was the year he won the Vezina, uh, the last time he won the Vezina. And – Really, the you could tell, and I try, and I'm not a fan of the whole workload in terms of of monitoring players game by game, making sure you know, saying that especially. I mean, you see it more in baseball, but uh, certain teams in hockey, uh, they take the workload number very seriously. If the, the analysts come back and say, "Listen," This goaltender is a forty-five goal goaltender, a forty-five game goaltender. They are going to cap it off at forty-five games, uh, and and that's why you've seen more so these days the emergence of the two goalie system. Uh, which, if you've been listening to Locked On NHL, the the national show that we have uh, on Thursday afternoons or Thursdays in general, um, which I co-host with Locked On Avalanche host Chris Masilli. Him and I go back and forth very relatively, you know, a, a lot. 
because, you know, he's more so the, the two goalie guy as well as, you know, obviously for, for obvious reasons, I'm more so, especially for reasons because of the playoffs, I firmly believe in having one set guy. So once the playoffs roll around, that is your guy. There's no converse. There's not even a conversation had as to who are we going to start? Are we going to start this guy over this guy? And and so, you know, when Andre Vasilevsky, it, it was a little bit of an interesting decision by John Cooper to play him much this year, even with Brian Elliott behind him in that, who uh, Brian Elliott struggled a little bit early on in the season, but he really brought it together down the stretch. And, and it was, it was, I'm glad to see that it paid off in terms of that his, his sluggishness or whatever he was working through. Um, he, he got, he got uh, it nailed down by the playoffs. So we're talking about where, you know, especially with the last couple of years and his record in clinching games, uh, the amount of shutouts that he has had uh, through 92 games played in, in, in the, in the playoffs, he has five shutouts. And, you know, obviously measuring a good goaltender, not only, you know, there are there is such a thing as goaltenders that are okay during the regular season, but really turn it on and then vice versa. And we see this across all sports. Uh, The name that comes to mind really recently in terms of a player who is good during the regular season, but when the playoffs roll around has just absolutely turned it on another level has been mass and bum garner in baseball. And that's kind of what Vasilevsky reminds me of to a certain extent. Uh, I mean, there's no doubt about that. He is a fan, fantastic goaltender, uh, 229 wins over 365 games played. But when he, it's something about the playoffs and, and obviously we know he's a, which one of the, 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 the 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 phrases that I hate in hockey because there's a lot of phrases that are used a lot and regurgitated a lot a gamer but I got to use it in this instance Andre Vasilevsky is a gamer and and when it comes to the playoffs he is just on a whole nother planet than any other goaltender in the National Hockey League and that's why not only he has but the Lightning have been as successful as they have so looking at where you know he he has put himself into a conversation now of the Mount Rushmore of goaltenders, at least over from the past era of goaltenders. And I really think maybe I'm a little biased just because I, that was my era growing up watching hockey. And when I really got into the game, but I think the top three goaltenders of all time are Marty Brodeur, Dominic Hasek and Patrick Waugh. Uh, and, and I think that really, if you look at the success those guys had, especially Marty Brodeur and Patrick Waugh, in terms of winning championships, being the top guy every year, as as Dominic Hasek was too as well. It took him a little longer to win hit the Cups he did, but he won six Vesnas as opposed to Marty Brodeau's four and Patrick Waugh's three. Those three guys absolutely dominated the goalie awards for, I want to say, 15, 20 years. And Andre Vasilevsky, I think, is on that level now. Uh, his he he's a he has a little bit of a different body in terms of the way the goaltenders were built back then as opposed to now. I think if you want to compare him to anybody in terms of maybe his body type, I think really only Marty Brodeur comes close to him in terms of just how those two guys are built. Marty Brodeur though was kind of more a little bit more versatile outside of the the crease just because of his ability to handle the puck. Where Andre Vasilevsky we've seen at times has really 
really struggled. Um, and I've spoke about it a ton on this pod where I feel like really his main knock on him, um, other than, you know, really, if you look at, if you look at Vasilevsky's game, um, and just the way he commands the, the crease, uh, he, he, there's not a lot that he does wrong and the numbers show it. But the one thing that I always knock him for is the way he handles the puck. And, you know, obviously not every goaltender is going to be able to handle the puck. Well, uh, Vazzy, sometimes his, his issue is that he, he holds onto the puck a little bit longer than we would like him to. And sometimes that results in goals, but listen, I mean, not everybody's perfect, but looking at, these three goaltenders and, and and it's almost unfair to compare Vazzy yet to these guys because these guys have about 30 years 30 uh I would say maybe more like 45 years total of experience between the three of them and Vasilevsky is still only 27 still only in his eighth year in the league so there's the, there's still a lot more that needs to be done to where you could match up the numbers against Vasilevsky, but what he has done in the period of time that he has been in the National Hockey League has just been unbelievable. I mean, if you look at his playoff stats, I you know, and maybe Marty Brodor and Patrick Waugh maybe come close, Dominic Hasek, really, you can't really compare him that much in terms of playoff stats ju- just because of those teams that he was on in Buffalo where – it kind of took him a while, and he, he started out in Chicago as well, but um, he didn't really do a whole ton in the playoffs. He, I mean, he did. He has the numbers, and he he was a fantastic goaltender. But at the same time, um, you know, if, if you look at what Vazzy has done and the success of those teams, I mean, really, the only time you could really look at Hasek and be like, damn, like, look at his numbers in the playoffs – were really uh, those three years he was in Detroit where his his goals against average was 1.92. Uh, and and you, you measure that up against his goals against average in Buffalo was two, 2.04. <clears throat> uh, and then uh, his two years in Chicago, which are a wash because he was still a very young player. He was only there two years. Um, uh, that equals out to, to 2.02, uh, 2.02 which is insane. Those are video game numbers. And and really, I'm not just measuring Vasilevsky against these three goaltenders in terms of their playoff experience, but total. I just think that they also have all differ, differ styles. Um, Patrick Waugh, he didn't invent the butterfly, but that he really was the one that made it popular. And if you don't, if you're not really entirely sure what the butterfly style is, it's really what everybody, all the goaltenders these days use, especially Vasilevsky. So, um, but I would if if I had to rank Vasilevsky right now, right before the break, uh, between these three goaltenders, I would say he's right up there. I think if we had a Mount Rushmore of goaltenders in the last thirty years, um, I would say it's Brodor, Hazek, Wah, um, Vasilevsky, and I guess for the sake of there being a fifth, I would probably say. I would say maybe maybe Curtis Joseph or, you know, there's a lot of names that you could exchange out there for that fifth. It could be Curtis Joseph. It it could be, you know, maybe Mike Richter or uh, it could be Ed Belfour or, uh, you know, like I said, there's there's a lot of names that you could exchange out there. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, 
even some might make the might make the argument for Corey Crawford, uh, the years he had in in Chicago. So, um, you know, the, the the conversation can be made, uh, could be made, and could be had, and, and we'll definitely talk about that in the offseason. Um, I'll I'll wrangle up some whether it be locked on host or some just regular people in the game of hockey, and we'll we'll sit down and talk about that. So, uh, let us know in the comments below if you're watching this on YouTube. Who do you think where where does Vasilevsky rank all time? Uh, right now, out of goaltenders in the last 30 years, uh, obviously you can't rank them all time with some of the best because, you know, the game is just different uh, now as opposed to maybe 50, 40, uh, 50, 60 years ago. Uh, but let us know where you rank, where he ranks, at least uh, between those three other three guys uh, coming up after the break. We'll be talking about Braden Point. But first, I want to talk about our first and only sponsor of the day. And that is rockauto.com. Now, with everything going up with inflation, uh, with, with you know, a lot of things going on in, in people's lives in terms of, you know, not just having the time to just sit down and, and do a lot of the things that you need to get done. Uh, Rock Auto makes it super easy and cheap for people to find the auto parts that they need for their cars. You could save time and money. Why choose to spend 30, 50 or even 100 percent more for the same parts from a chain store or the car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving the do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on, and they're headed to hear about us, box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So if you're watching us on YouTube, you're staying here right now. If you're listening to us on an audio platform, you're coming back right now. And really, the what we're going to talk about is Braden Point. Um, and, and a lot has been made over the last couple of days. I mean, really, if the Lightning did not sweep the, the Florida Panthers, especially in the manner that they did, only giving up three goals in four games. A lot of that has to do with the man that we spoke about in our first segment, uh, Andre Vasilevsky, who I think, uh, I think regardless of what anybody else does on this team, if the Lightning do three-peat as champions, which, by the way, if you're not following us on Twitter, go ahead and, 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 and follow us at LO underscore Lightning. I threw a little bit, I don't know, I guess an incentive for all of you if you're not aware. So, uh before the start, I believe, of Game 2 or Game 1 in the Panther series, uh, they spoke to John Cooper, and he was talking about not really having to worry about what the other team does, just worry about yourself. And he said, it, it, it's not so much about, it's not a matter of how many you put in, but it's how many you keep out. And he's referring to pucks and net. So, and I said, that was a great that was a great quote. And I said, if the Lightning three-peat is champions, uh, I will get that tattooed on my body. But to kind of up the ante, uh, if the Lightning three uh, three P, I said, anybody, if you go to the original tweet in which that happened, uh, if that gets two thousand retweets, uh, we'll run a poll on the uh, the Twitter page for LO underscore Lightning, and we will we will let you decide where on my body I get it. So go ahead and look at that. But yeah. Um, if the lightning didn't sweep, I, I think, and, and that kind of they kind of helped themselves out, obviously without not really real realizing it in a way. Uh, 
getting that series, not just because it gives not only Braden Point, but the rest of the team more time to recuperate and do the necessary rehab uh, that they need to do to, to, to be able to, to get ready for the next series. Um, but I feel like if we saw this series kind of go the distance, go five, go six, go seven, I think you would have heard a lot more commentary on Braden Point than you probably would have heard uh then um sorry people i can't talk today i don't know why but anyway um i i I think that braden point being out and and the way he left in his last game kind of gave you the idea that okay he knows this is bad um and it and it seems like it's something with his leg or something like that joe smith Lightning beat writer for the athletic was on the Jeff Merrick show the other day. And I was listening to that. And, and by the way, if when you're done listening to my show, if you want to listen, uh, listen to a very good hockey radio show slash, I guess it's in podcast form. Yeah. I mean, you know, Jeff Merrick from probably 32 thoughts, but uh, Jeff Merrick, one of the, the, the most, I think, at least in my opinion, one of the most well-respected uh, media members in hockey uh, today um, definitely go listen to his show. He had Joe Smith on and they were talking about really the mystery behind Braden Point in terms of not much is or anything at all is really being said. And Joe Smith is very plugged into the team. Um, one of the top guys around covering that, covering that team. And I think a lot of it has to do, and, and we already know if you're a fan in the game of hockey and, and, and have followed the NHL media, uh, we all know. There, there's always mystery around injuries. I mean, look at how they list off injuries. Uh, uh, you know, it used to be lower body, upper body. And even then, I mean, you don't get much out of that. Um, but judging from what Braden Point, how he reacted when he left his last game, it's a little concerning now that you think about it. But at the same time, you don't want to sit here and be, well, you know, it's not that big of a deal because the lightning look what they did to the Panthers uh, without Braden point. And yes, I, I, it was very impressive and, and not having 21 in the lineup makes that, that series sweep all that more impressive. But at the same time, going into an Eastern conference finals, going into a potential, a potential Stanley cup final. Once again, you're going to need everybody. And, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, guys go up and down. They go through ebbs and flows throughout the course of a playoff. Uh, guys get worn down. And, yes, the Lightning having almost, you know, if this Ranger series goes seven, we're talking about the Lightning having almost a week off, really, which is fantastic. But at the same time, you're this is still, regardless of recent performance, this is still a all-hands-on-deck situation. And, and – the guy that and, and this might work out for Pointer as well in terms of him. He he was he was playing well, but he wasn't really playing Braden Point Braden Point branded playoff hockey. So you know if he does come back, this might be this might have been a good I guess sabbatical for him to kind of get his head on straight and kind of think about some things that he was doing during during the playoffs during that that Leaf series especially. But maybe also on the other side of that, a lot of it had to do with maybe there was already something there in terms of a undisclosed injury, and whatever happened during the Leaf series kind of just amplified that. 
Um, we, we all are aware of what Braden Point, the injury history, he's had double hip surgery. Um, but when, it, when he's on the ice, man, he is one of, I, in my opinion, top five best forwards in the league, uh, especially during the playoffs. Um, you know, obviously some people might disagree, but when he is at the peak of his powers, which we are, we have seen him do, um, he is, he is one of the most explosive, one of the most elusive players in the national hockey league. I would say probably almost, and and this might seem a little bit blasphemous, but almost you'll, you'll see glimpses in his game in terms of just pure explosion down the ice, Connor McDavid, like, uh, speed at times. But yeah, I, I, I think that we won't hear anything about Braden Point until he does come back, if he does at all. I would imagine if it's this bad that he didn't play in that series against the Panthers, uh, if he wasn't, because we all know during the playoffs, if a guy could go in terms of if his body is allowing him to perform, if if a guy could go, they're going to go and play. But the fact that we did not see him play really or at all throughout the course of that series is a little concerning. Um, and But hopefully, you know, this gives him this this time off, gives him a little bit more time to, to recuperate, to rehab a lot better, not have to worry about having to jump into a game if, if it's a must win, especially as we, we kind of see how this Rangers hurricane series uh, and, and I spoke on the last, last Pat, uh, last pod, excuse me. And I'll talk about more about this after the break, just to wrap things up. Um, we, we've already made it our established, uh, viewpoint here on the show that we want Carolina because, uh, yes, it, it was documented during the regular season that Tampa struggled equally against New York and Carolina. But at the same time, I feel like with the previous playoffs, um, last year's playoffs, uh, Lightning played Carolina uh, in the opening round. I just feel like with that question mark, Annette, with Auntie Ranta, uh, who has been playing well, don't get me wrong, um, at the same time, is very susceptible to injury. Not saying that, you know, we're hanging our hat on that, but then you have a, a cold Freddie Anderson, who is also very susceptible to injury, winning the wings. Um, and then, uh, I, I guess from what I've heard, a very good, one of the best uh, third string goaltenders in the league and Charlie Lingren waiting in the wings as well. I like that situation more so than, and I'll talk about this more after the break, but I like that more than a a young, still kind of a a, a raw Rangers lineup with, with an Igor Shosturkin, who is one of those guys that can turn it on at any point. Um, so, so we'll, we'll talk about that and hopefully, uh, that series can go seven. So the lightning have more time to recuperate and then we'll in return, get a, a little bit less rested, uh, hockey team. So if you're listening to us on an audio platform, you're going to take a break right now. And if obviously you're on YouTube, you're staying with us right now. And, and if you know, you're on the audio platform, you're jumping right back in for, uh, for, for the visual people, that was a quick break for the audio. Uh, so we're talking about. Now to wrap things up, the the Carolina New York series uh, had, didn't watch the the game the other night, but like I said, I I just think that you know we could we could hope all we want for this matchup or that matchup, and like I said, I would 
prefer Carolina just because there's a lot more familiarity between those two teams other than than having that Rangers team who is young, who is raw, who like like I've said, and that's the and that's kind of like the scary thing about young teams such as this, who are who are still very much um, who are still very much being molded into into a team that is eventually going to win. Because make no mistake about it, the Rangers are a very good hockey team, and that they're still fine, still trying to figure it out as they go along. And and I will that a team like that scares me especially with Igor Shosturkin, who is one of the Hart Trophy finalists. Um, he He's had a fantastic season. Been a little bit little bit shaky in the playoffs here and there, but has really turned it around. Plus, I, I think with guys like Ryan Reeves uh, and, and, and Ryan Lindgren on that Rangers team, those guys are going to be a pain in the butt. Uh, at the same time, you have you have that fourth line of Perry and, and Maroon. Uh, and Belmar, I, I think those guys get handled guys like that as well. But I would prefer Carolina just because uh, they're a little bit of a smaller team. Um, some of their superstars throughout this playoffs have still haven't been able to to, to figure it out. And just the team as a whole, uh, they haven't won a team. They have won, haven't won a game on the road yet. So uh, the Lightning being able to 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 have that in their back pocket, the way they play at Amelie as well, uh, that plays into their favor. And once again, go ahead and and tweet to us or or write under the next post of this episode on you on uh, Instagram or on YouTube. Let us know who you want the Lightning to play, whether it be the Hurricanes or the Rangers. We'll put up a poll on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, I I feel like even if we get the Rangers, I just feel like at this point in time, given how the Lightning have played, uh, especially. The way they were able to to weather the storm against Toronto and then be able to just absolutely annihilate the uh, Panthers in the way they did, and, and then having pretty much almost a week off, I think that's going to play a, hard, a a big part in, in them coming out of the gates early on. I think you're going to see you you you're getting a team, regardless of if you play Carolina or New York, you're getting a, a Tampa Bay team that has a ton of confidence that is rested because. Listen, it, it was it was not a well kept secret throughout this playoffs that teams on the eastern side of it, eastern conference side of it, were just hoping that Toronto could take care of business, and clearly they didn't because nobody wants to play Tampa, nobody wants to play us, and and, and I think that and, and players won't won't admit to that, but at least you know fan bases and and media will. Uh, I I think that plays a large part. In, in terms of the, the 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 little mind games between the game with in the game within the game. And, and I think that no team, especially after what Vasilevsky did to the Panthers, only giving up three goals, uh, and then obviously that game four shutout, and, and just how relaxed he is out there. I think teams are scared about that. And also, you know, like we spoke about, the looming the possible looming return of of Braden Point having his Willis Reed moment. And if you don't know what that means, uh Go look it up. Willis Reed with the Knicks in the 70s and the in the NBA Finals. Braden Point having his possible return like that. Something like what we saw from, from Steven Stamkos in the 2020 bubble. Uh, if you get Braden Point back and you get maybe at least 65% of what Braden Point is capable of, and then you have the other guys on this team continue to play the way they've played, um, it doesn't matter. You 
and even even beyond the Eastern Conference Finals, you you know, once if the Lightning do make it back to the Stanley Cup Final, a team like the Avalanche, who who a lot of people have said is the the, the all out favorite, even a team like the Edmonton Oilers, who believe it or not, scare the crap out of me because of Connor McDavid, what he's been doing to Calgary that entire series. Um, teams like that, they don't scare me. You know, we already know one guy can't beat an entire team in a seven game series. Uh, even though guys like Connor McDavid have that ability to do so, beat you over the course of a game. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll sit by and wait and see. And then as soon as we get a def- we get a winner from that series, we'll we'll do a crossover with that host and and uh, yeah, keep at, keep an eye out for that as well. And we'll keep up updates in terms of what Braden Point's going through. Um, and, and we'll we'll go from there. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.